everybody welcome to our very first season one special edition of the leaders podcast quite excited about this next group of guests because not only do i find these individuals vibrant but i find them quite authentic and articulate about that which they are i'm your host mpomunsu and you're here because you believe that you too have been called to build and live an impactful life however you understand that having a potential that cannot be put into fruition is similar to living a life that is purposeless having said that our goal and mission with the show is to introduce you to stories of young people across the globe who we believe are the next generation of thought leaders in their respective fields right this episode's guest is formerly known as Malkia the band the trio started in September 2018 just after they've been enrolled as students at the African Leadership Academy here in Johannesburg South Africa since then they've been invited not only once but twice to perform at the prestigious Anzisha Prize held by the African Leadership Academy in collaboration with the Mastercard Foundation they've had the chance to share the stage with our very own Maps Maponyane and Tanate Gambrua and other C level executives or business guns across the continent they've performed at the African Leadership Academy Model African Union where they've had 300 delegates fly in from all four different cardinal points of our African continent including the likes of our very own Lindiwe Mazibuku it was only a matter of time that in April 2020 the group would rise to fame after the famous Nigerian star Yemi Adade posted their performance on her personal Instagram this this saw the video go viral as it, as it hit just under 100,000 views within the first two weeks that the video was posted think of the next south you saw think of the next authentic african sound on the rise think malkia without any further ado ladies thank you so much for joining us here at the leaders podcast thank you for having us I think it's it's quite an interesting time and and I think having seen you guys um I wanted to start this episode with really a message of gratitude. Um you guys have personally inspired me to do the work that you're doing and I know having observed you guys become what observe what you guys have done for yourself but it's been amazing is seeing how you guys have been so committed to Malkia. What I really want to start us off with is the origins of Malkia. The name Malkia, what does it mean? And how do you guys as a band embody that name? First off, my name is Chemutai. I'm Asa and I'm Gail. And while Malkia began as a result of Ansisha, we all wanted to audition to perform at the Ansisha Prize, but we felt it would be more powerful if we came together and auditioned together. And we did and we got the position. And we did and we got the gig not once but twice. In terms of the name itself, um, how it came about is on campus we have this um, kind of like thing that we do where when girls um, succeed in whatever um, whatever field that they are in, we usually call them queens. So we're just like mm-hmm. go queens, and Malkia is literally translated into Kiswahili as queen. So that's how the name came about. Yeah. So 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 the name Malkia is is queen in Kiswahili. Yes. quite interesting. I really one of the things I found quite interesting is that you guys all came from different backgrounds, like right? different ethnicities. I know both of you are from Kenya, also has quite a complex background. Um how do you guys merge these different ethnicities through the work that you guys do? Do you guys face any challenges? Um and and always the beauty in that. Um so I think first of all, um the only challenge I face is just learning lyrics that are in Swahili or like different languages. <laughs> Some of us since we're in South Africa, all of us have to like sing songs that are in like Zulu or like 
languages that we're not used to and accents that we kind of have to perfect. Um, but I think it is kind of a beautiful thing that we kind of merge these ethnicities together, especially since both of these guys are Kenyan and a lot of our, I don't want to call it a fan base, but like a lot of our followers are um, from Nairobi and in Kenya in general. And we kind of, yeah, it's not like a typical, like I, I think a lot of artists in Kenya are like purely Kenyan and I think our group kind of gives it a different dynamic. So like we have fan base, a fan base in Kenya, we also have a fan base in Nigeria, and also in South Africa, it seems to be growing. So mm. I guess there's power in like the diversity in our group. Yeah, plus a lot of the music that we do um, sing, do covers for, are from different regions of the continent, which is really gives it like a flavor. So to talking about power and diversity, I really want to go down memory lane. Take us to September 2018, right? Uh, you guys have just been enrolled at this academy. Mm. I really want to understand the mastermind behind Malkia. Who heard who first? And how do you guys decide that the three of you are going to do what you guys have done? Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, how it started was, uh, I knew that I was interested in performing for Anzisha, but the specific song that I wanted to perform would require other voices. And I had had um, Osa sing before, because a friend of mine played for me secretly, she didn't really approve, but he played for me um, one of the songs. You did a cover of Hallelujah, and I remember being mind blown. And with Chemutai, we met, um, no, at the containers when Tago was playing and we were both singing. Yeah, so um, I think I approached Osa first. And then we, I don't remember, yeah, yeah, but like we just came together and Chai, maybe you can talk about your interest in. Um, so just like Gail, I was interested in auditioning for Anzisha, but I thought there was only one person who was going to be picked and I knew all of us could sing really well. So I said, instead of having only one person get it, why don't we audition all together and then we'll even be more powerful and deliver. Mm -hmm. But I'd just like to say it was funny in the beginning because also was very very shy to say. Like when we approached her, she wasn't even sure she wanted to perform. When I came to her and I was like, oh, I heard you singing in the bathroom, she tried to pretend it wasn't her who sang. So I just like to say, like, ever since 2018, like, also has grown a lot yeah. vocally in her confidence and her abilities. So I just like to commend her for that. Yeah. Right, talking about that performance, the very first one, right? You guys have just discovered each other. Um, I think what is interesting is that. Having seen you guys, I know the amount of dedication and perseverance that goes behind in preparation to that. A lot of people think that you guys just walk up and it eventually yeah. merges. No, so, for your very first performance, how talk to me about the process and the preparation that you guys went through. Yo, how many songs did we audition with? <laughs> Let me Three? <laughs> the first song we auditioned with was uh, Beyonce, right? Uh, yeah. So, we did I Was Here by Beyonce, mm. and it was really slow. And it's the first time we'd actually sung together, so I don't, it wasn't that good. Um, and then they told us that they wanted a more upbeat song. So <laughs> we decided to do Where Have You Been by Rihanna, which was kind of also a blow. But I think that the people who were, um, yeah, I think they kind of saw the potential in us. And we told them that this wasn't the song we were going to perform but we just wanted to show them like our vocal abilities and hopefully we would choose a song that would fit it and like we would work with them in order to like give a good performance. So when we were um, sitting outside, it was 
like late at night we were trying to pick a song it took forever yeah um and we we thought of africa but we didn't think we could do it in the beginning and we were like uh well, we could try it and we had a lot of suggestions we tried so many different songs and then i don't remember who said let's actually try it and let's do it but um, we ended up trying it, we did it. We practiced like maniacs, like mm -hmm. literally every single second we could get <laughs> practice. Um, and yeah, it was, that's pretty much, yeah. We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and that is really quite true because Malkia's performance of Africa is actually one of the most popular on campus and members who really um, kind of attended that session. Talk to me about once you're on stage. It's your first performance. You've got a bunch of C-level executives, entrepreneurs from all around the continent looking at you guys. How does it feel in that moment? And, and, and what were some of the things that you guys were telling yourselves, either individually, what were some of your internal conversations in that very moment? Well, for me, I wasn't really thinking about the audience, if I'm being honest. I was just, I was really nervous because it was our first time on a really big stage performing together. So. And when I get nervous, I tend to either forget like the key that we're starting in, the lyrics, like right before I go on stage. So before I just kept on practicing, I was like, is this the key? Are these the lyrics? And when we got on stage and we started singing, I was like, oh my god, we sound so good. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. Also, like the microphones we were using, yeah. the quality. So when we started singing, I was like, yeah, we can do this. And we delivered. So I'd say that's what was going through my head when I was and, and, and I think, just just really unpack, um, I think I really want to delve into A lot of people kind of mistake you guys and what you guys do and kind of forget that you guys are human, right? So I really want to delve into the lowest point as Markia. What were moments that you guys found challenging um, as a group or moments where you felt like, you know, I've had enough? Um, yeah. We <laughs> get so like. When we practice, we sometimes, like the, we had a, a Instagram live, I think a couple of weeks ago, and we practiced every day for at least like three hours, and we would sit in like my room or Gail's room late at night, practicing over and over and over again until we got it correct, and sometimes we just get so drained. Um, and yeah, I think, and also, honestly, like even after we practice all those times, sometimes we still go on stage and mess up. Um, and I think what I've learned is, like, you can't be perfect. As long as you're having fun and you're doing what you love, like, yeah. And also, we, we, we push each other a lot. Like, when we're at our lowest point, sometimes we, we all come to practice and we're just not in the best mindset and we're just not. And, you know, sometimes we just talk about it. Sometimes we take a break. We don't practice. We just talk about what we're going through, what we're feeling. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of like a little support group in a way. So. Yeah, with all like the practice and the hard work, sometimes we do get down, but like yeah, we have put ourselves and each other. So yeah. I'd say um, adding on to what Osa has said, it's a lot of practice time that goes into what you do. So you come in your really tired and not forgetting that we're students. So let's say we spend like our whole prep time between seven to nine practicing, and then you have a deliverable that's due at 10 p.m. So it's like figuring out how you're going to do your work so your academic life is still thriving as well as like your musical life. Um, I just say that's where we really started being pushed and yeah. Talking about, about growth and, and learning, I know the three of you were also the leadership of, of Alapella, which those of you who don't know is actually a campus here at the academy. Gail, to you, having to lead 
this group. Um, were there some of the things that you learned that really, either way, make the, the work that you guys do in Makia easier in any way? Or were there some of the things that, that you learned that you kind of applied to that? Um, so, um, with the choir, Alapella, um, being director, I think my biggest lesson was just about support and that you alone cannot literally like run the choir. <laughs> yes, I know it's a bit ironic because I was director, but I really did lean um, onto Osa and Tremutai just because they were my part heads. And we really worked together to form harmonies with the two other um, part heads that we had. Um, as the director in Alapella, I know many of you guys might assume that as director the mantle was on me, but it really wasn't because we really did divide a lot of the tasks that we had in terms of harmonies, in terms of um, the nitty-gritties of the choir, so I did really learn to lean on um, Osa and Chamutai a lot. And I think working um, together uh, with the choir and also working together in the band really grew us in terms of our relationship just as friends. And honestly, that's something that's really important. If you have good chemistry in your group, even your voices, you sound as one. And yeah, I think that was the biggest takeaway. Yeah. Mm. I think one of the things I also find quite interesting is that in understanding Malkia's trajectory, I think there were various inflection points, points of that really changed the trajectory. Talk to me about some of your most happiest or moments where you felt alive as a band or as individuals part of the band. <laughs> just because you spent hours and hours and hours on it and trying to perfect this performance and now you're on stage and it's actually like time to yeah. actually, you know, perform in front of this big group of people and you look to your side and you see familiar faces and we just smile at each other and being able to see the reaction of the crowd and how we move them with our music and the emotions that are going through their head like just focusing on different members of the crowd made me feel like what I was doing was worth it and I was in some small impact on the people who were listening to us. Yeah, I'd agree with what Gil said. So performance yeah. are the most uh, interesting place. Have you guys met, um, had the chance to meet with, with people who either inspired you or is there specifics uh, in terms of individual that you guys personally look up to in terms of the music industry? Not a lot of people look up to Beyonce, I don't know if that's the case for you guys. But who do you guys look up to and be like, that's what you want to become? Or that's what I want to become as a member of this band? Destiny's Child. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely Destiny's Child, just because the harmonies are sick, like sick and they are very talented, the work ethic that they put in is something that you can't touch. So for me, yeah, and Beyonce definitely, she's the queen. <laughs> uh, I'd say Beyonce um, on an international level, just because of how, like when she performs, she comes with so much passion, and the fact that her vocals are always on point as she's running up and down the stage, like I look up to her, um, not just as a musician, but as a performer, as a businesswoman. Um, when I come to the continent, I look up to people like Yemi Alade. She has a way with the crowds. Like, she can really bring out the energy in people, and she's always having fun on stage, and her confidence is something I really look up to. Yeah, I think to add on that, I'd also say Destiny Child for all of us, and Beyonce as an individual, just because they kind of just carry around this energy that I'm still learning to have, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, like Chem said, I'm, I've always been like super, super shy, and I've 
really like I'm learning a lot every day to, to be more confident in myself and looking at those people um, who just go on stage and just yeah like that's something I look up to. Yeah. Now one of the things that I was thinking about in preparation for this interview is that I understand that you guys are individuals, right? And I don't want to undermine the complexity that you guys bring as individuals. So for the next session, I really want you guys some personal questions. We'll start off with Chen. Um, what have been some of your own personal happiest moments outside of Malkia um, that you look back you're like, that was some of the interesting moments for myself? So I'd say this is a very tough question because there are many happy moments in my life but personally when I bring it onto the AA campus in my student enterprise Watajua, um, we've only been alive and running for a year and we've managed to win student enterprise of the year and make um, immense profits from a loan that we got and it was like our baby idea my friend Anwarite and I and just seeing like our baby grow um, and come into fruition and the community support it and love it. I think just standing on stage and hearing we want student enterprise of the year, that's one of the happiest moments because all the work that we put in, like it was right there, I could feel it, all the sleepless nights, um, the stress, like it came into fruition. I think it's, it's been quite a privilege because I know, for example, I had the privilege of actually working with, with, with what I do on behalf of the African Leadership Consulting Group. And having insight and having seen both you and Anuarita dedicated to the work that you guys are doing, and we're talking about your expansion to Kenya, I don't want to disclose anything <laughs> due to confidentiality, but I really found it interesting, um, the amount of my topic focus on really just improving this craft. Osa, uh, delving into you, what would be, what would, what would be the, an advice that you'd give to your younger self? Yeah. Um. <laughs> So as I mentioned before, I've always been super shy and just very not confident in myself. And especially being a person of mixed race and having lived in um, Uganda and the US, so kind of being a different identity in both places, um, I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. Um, and honestly, ever since I came to Ailey, I've just learned like it's okay not to fit in. Um, just be your own person, do what you love. and. Yeah, it's okay to be different. Um, there's beauty in that, and yeah, find friends that support you and embrace how different you are. Um, yeah, because I never really had that as a child. Yeah. I think talking about us, I think I've had the privilege of actually observing her to the person that she has become. And one of the things I really find amazing is how at her lowest she looks within um, and kind of searches for that inner fire to really keep herself going. Gail, yourself, um, talk to me about the next big dream. My next big dream. <laughs> um, so, hmm, many of you might not know, but I am a creative and I dabble in a lot of sectors, I'd say, in the arts. So besides music, I am a photographer, um, I am into fashion, I was a fashion model back home, and I just do a lot of things, jewelry making, just, yeah, many things. Hmm. And uh, my, my next big dream is to, huh, I don't know, like improve on my arts, mm -hmm. I don't know, and probably be the next, one of the biggest photographers on the continent, the girl you go to, or I don't know, like just something in line with my interests. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very difficult question. Mm -hmm. 
we are quite in an interesting time with graduation just on the corner. Personally excited myself to be ending my time at the African Leadership Academy, I'm guessing so are you guys. Um, with, I really want to delve into some of your next steps. You know, um, I know Kim has successfully been planning out her next um, gap year, also and, and Gail going to colleges. What does your next steps actually look like as individuals? Um, so for me, I knew I didn't want to go to university at the same time with my year group. I just needed a year off to focus on things I'm passionate about. So there are internships that I've gotten um, to do with tourism and developing the textile industry in Kenya because I'm very interested in sustainable development that will enhance economic growth. And seeing as Kenya has a huge tourism sector, I decided to internship in that sector. Uh, intern in that <laughs> sector, sorry. And also music, so I'm saving up for my recording equipment so I can learn how to produce music. That's something I've always wanted to do. As well as fashion, I want to learn. <laughs> I want to learn how to make my own clothes. I really love fashion, but I can't afford most of what I want. So might as well learn how to make it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next year I'm going to be going to Oberlin College. Um, and I think for me, one of the things that I've become really passionate about um, here is the research I've been doing which focuses on fibers and African women. Um, and it basically, what I'm doing is advocating for um, more representation of African and black women in the medical world just because there's so much underrepresentation, um, mistreatment, um, people really don't know about like the health issues that black women go through and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's something I hopefully want to continue. And then um, also my college is a very musical campus. Um, it's a college and a conservatory, so there's like a lot of equipment that I can make use of, um, like private lessons, I can practice all the time, and yeah, I want to make the most of that as well. So hopefully see what I can do um, with the two of those. But I'll be studying pre-med, um, so like in the future, I want to become a doctor, um, and we'll see which, which path I go on, yeah. <laughs> Um, so um, next year, actually, yeah, next year, um, I will be attending IE University, which is in Spain. So your girls heading to Europe. <laughs> the plan um, is to travel as much as I can uh, to grow my photography business. Hopefully, I'll get cover my dreams and actually start making content that makes me happy. Um, I plan on working on myself, a lot of self growth figuring out what exactly I want to do in this world, what my goals look like, who I want to be, and yeah, just living my best life and hopefully using some of the knowledge that I acquire throughout my whole experience to help other people. Talking about graduation, quite an interesting time. Um, I think Steve Jobs put it in quite a, a nice articulate where he says, you cannot connect the dots looking forwards, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. You guys are at the end of your two-year journey at the academy. Are there specific individuals that you guys would like to thank for making this journey so fruitful? <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, off the top of my head, the Antisha team, because they gave us our start. Um, the uh, ALE students, because they have been our biggest supporters. Um, our family, our parents were just supporting our dreams. Is there anyone else you guys would like to add? My advisory family, like they're always gassing me up. Whenever Malkia would post a video, I'd go to lunch and they'd be so excited. As well as our literature class, like whenever yes. we'd 
I just like like adding on the LA community both on campus, the alumni, like with so much support and I've never been in such a supportive yeah. community. And I hope to find a space as supportive as this, but like I mean Never really graduate from the AA level, so we're going to carry it off. Oh, and Well, this being the last time that you guys will be um, together, what would you say is your message to the world as a band? Mm-hmm. Um, so we sat down and we, oh, so we sat down and we thought long and hard about this, and something we came up with is dream big, and like life is too short for you to dream small. Too many people are unhappy with the lives they have, so make sure you're not one of those people. Don't let anyone limit your dreams, and when you dream big. Actualize those dreams, put the work so you can achieve those dreams. And also, there is a lot of power in collaboration, working with like-minded individuals who are equally as passionate as you are and who are as driven as you are, you will get amazing results. 
Right, there you have it from Malkia. What I love about these individuals is a sense of unity and collaboration in achieving the same goal. Once again at the Leaders Podcast, we believe that as more and more young people go conscious of their unique purpose, as they discover their hidden pearl, they essentially add value to society in the only way they can. Please remember to follow us on our YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Podcasts and Spotify at The Leaders Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, comment and share with at least three people who you believe will find this episode quite valuable. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us here at The Leaders Podcast. To our audience, it's been such an honor hosting this, this, this event. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us here at The Leaders Podcast. To our audience, until next time, Asante Sana. Thank you.